Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Capes and Japes, to our uh, final week of Villaintober 2020. Um, we are both enjoying some vibes, uh, by which I mean Briar has uh, made some extremely subtle mint tea, um, and I am under a blanket like a goblin. Very nice. Yeah, some vibes. I am going to apologize in advance if you hear any um, clickety-clackety noises, because this tea is loose leaf, so I have the um, uh, little tea infuser in the cup, mm. so I might just accidentally make some clickety-clackety noises. Also, cat noises. Uh, Raiden followed me into the room and did not want to leave, so... Oh, I, um, I kicked my roommate's cat out of my room before we started, and I felt very bad. She was extremely discombobulated by the whole affair. Aw. Small baby. Yeah, I, I just, I, I left the door open, and I came in, and I set up, and then I left, and when I came back, Raiden was just sitting there like, you're coming back in here, right? I'm just gonna hang out under the table. Yeah, this is just me now. Except he is grooming Ugh. under there, so like, hmm. sorry? It's fine. It's fine. Um, so, for uh, our final week of Villaintober, we have, clearly, we've spent the past several weeks talking about some various members of the rogues, the unionized villains associated with the Flash, and we uh, are going to finish up by talking, uh, not with, we haven't covered all members of the rogues, but the one we're gonna close out the month on is Captain Boomerang, who is noteworthy for being the, probably out of all the rogues, the one who has achieved the most recognition outside of the context of the Flash, uh, which still isn't a lot, to be fair, uh, but noteworthy because, uh, for me, as a Bat Family junkie, I first heard about Captain Boomerang as the guy who killed Tim Drake's dad considerably before I knew he was a member of the Rogues. So he's uh he's made some he's made some choices in his life. We're actually going to be talking about uh like with Mirror Master, there have been two notable Captain Boomerangs. Um, and we're going to be discussing both of them, but we are going to start by, with the one who <laughs> killed Tim Drake's dad, who is, uh, a man named George Harkness, nicknamed Digger, uh, who was introduced in issue 117 of The Flash in 1960, um, created by John Broom and Carmine Infantino as the majority of the rogues were who were introduced in this time period, this kind of early Flash era. And he, uh, he uses boomerangs. He sure does, buddy. Oh boy, he, he sure does. It's, uh, that's his thing. He has... In his later career, uh, he has worn, like, a much... He's had, like, a very kind of street clothes look. His first costume is extremely goddamn silly. Uh, it truly got, is ridiculous. It is. It is just absurd. He's got, like, a swooshy tunic with boomerangs printed all over it and a little like kind of like like flight attendant looking hat yep uh i feel like there's a name for that kind of hat but like the most evocative yeah. is flight attendant looking hat yeah listen it's it's a whole vibe uh so he uh in absolutely true uh, rogue fashion. Um, his extremely on-the-nose backstory, uh, is 
that he His was... parents were killed by boomerangs. <laughs> Not quite. Um, I always guess and I always want to see how close I can get. I mean, one of these days it's going to be right. Um, but he was uh, raised in Australia. Uh, he had a uh, an American uh, father and an Australian mother. Um, he grew up in a, like, small kind of backwater Australian town and learned how to make boomerangs and use them, uh, after which he got a job for a, uh, toy company to do his great boomerang tricks, uh, to get people to buy their boomerangs. Uh, and he took on this Captain Boomerang identity as, you know, a, uh, boomerang salesman, uh, and everyone made fun of him when he did his boomerang shows because it's, maybe because his outfit looks so silly, uh, and he went, uh, oh, I'll... I'll show them. I'll show them all. I will use my boomerangs for crime. Uh, and, uh, thus he did. He develops a, uh, again, all, all of the rogues seem to have, like, just an astounding level of, like, engineering capability. Uh, but he develops, you know, in the tradition of uh supervillains and superheroes whose thing is having just one type of weapon um he develops boomerangs that can do all kinds of things like ones with blades on them and ones that explode and ones that you know uh set out traps and ones that are like electrified uh just a whole a whole bunch of uses that uh nobody had previously come up with um for boomerangs uh and he uses them uh to do crimes uh along you know that crimes that the the flash then tries to prevent at one point he he ties the flash to a giant boomerang and then launches it into space which is like the whole gimmick is that he's gonna come back though. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the whole thing about. But it's not a good weapon to tie somebody to unless you're just like get out of my hair for space. a few hours. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he dies in space and then his dead body comes back, but it's still like it's not. <laughs> It's not good for that for that purpose. And also it doesn't work because like Barry just vibrates his molecules through, you know, the bonds or whatever and he's like I'm back with your boomerang that you threw me on into space on. He does um at one point when the flash first catches him doing crime, also he uh tries to pretend that he's like no that's not me there's some other guy pretending to be me oh my god that's crazy uh but it doesn't work <laughs> obviously because he's not um he's he's not great <laughs> at crime or uh or most things uh but he does he does become a member of the rogues uh, as is his his legal right as a Flash antagonist. Uh, he joins up with the rogues. You know, they use his, his boomerangs in all of their various schemes and tricks. Um, and he does also uh, join the Suicide Squad, uh, which is in uh, in the 90s. But this is maybe where other people would potentially recognize him from. Um, he was a notable enough member of the Suicide Squad to be included in the, uh, very bad movie. Uh, like, this movie was unmemorable enough that I can't remember if he dies in it or not. <laughs> um, but he does, he truly, he does not, 
He does not do much of note in the Suicide Squad movie, which is kind of true to form, because as a member of, I think it's, it might be one of, I think it's like as a member of the, like the first iteration of the Suicide Squad, he's sort of, uh, sort of, I guess you could say the Guy Gardner of the team in the sense that uh, nobody really likes him and he's extremely irritating to all of his uh, fellow teammates. Isn't he also, like, really racist? He's very racist, is I've been, the thing. I've been sitting here trying to... I'm like, am I thinking of a different person or am I thinking of Captain Boomerang? No, no I no. think I'm thinking of Captain Boomerang. That's the one that's, like, really, really racist. He is really racist, so that's, like, that's... Guy Gardner, obviously not racist. Guy Gardner Or at least also, not as. I mean, he's got... He's more misogynistic than racist, I think. Although he might yeah. have said a thing or two and I just didn't remember. Yeah, but it's not really... Guy Gardner has uh, many redeeming characteristics underneath his extremely abrasive personality. And sometimes they can be harder to detect than other times, but they are there. But because the Suicide Squad is just a team of uh, villains and criminals, and the whole kind of shtick is that they're all just terrible people who are only in this for personal gain, Captain Boomerang is not really written <laughs> with, like, any redeeming qualities behind his very abrasive personality. No. Uh, no. So he is, uh, he is really very racist. That's the first, uh, probably, uh, most, most problematic thing. Uh, he's notorious for, uh, basically, like, turning his back on his teammates at, you know, the drop of a hat, uh, not being willing to, like, put himself in any sort of danger. Uh, he, he, uh, gets, like, one of the other team members killed because he, uh, goads them into trying to leave because he's trying to find out if Amanda Waller actually will explode them if, uh, they try to leave. And she will. I don't know why you would question it. She's Amanda Waller. Well, they didn't know her at that point. Yeah, they were like, maybe she's, maybe this is a bluff. And then she's like, I never bluff. Like, honestly, it <laughs> I'm was- I'm Amanda Waller. It was very early, and I did read this one because that was the, um, Manhunter tie-in. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. just millennium right after crisis. Hmm. Hmm. Fun. Fun mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, he also, uh, he lets someone else get, uh- shot and just kind of like stands there instead of trying to intervene in any way there's a there's an ongoing subplot that lasts for a very long time where members of the team are getting pied in the face like with clowns like some mysterious entity is just hitting them in the face with pies. Okay. Yeah. I read I read an article about this not too long ago that was like, here's the story behind that Suicide Squad pie subplot. And it's not like it's not like the main focus of the issues. Like, we gotta figure out who's doing these pie crimes. It's just they'll be doing other things and then in the middle of it, they'll get hit in the face with a pie. And everybody assumes it's Captain Boomerang because it seems like his thing and also, like... Okay, but the boom. pie doesn't come back. The pie does not come back. It seems like the kind of thing that he would do as a person is more, I think, the idea. <laughs> and also, he's, like, 
Like, he's good at throwing stuff, so those skills could translate. But then Captain Boomerang gets hit in the face with a pie, and they're like, oh, I guess it's not Captain Boomerang. Unless. But then it turns out that it... Exactly! It was Captain Boomerang, and he hit his own dang self in the face with a pie to throw suspicion off of him. Because that one came back. That pie did come back. Uh, he also... All these pie tins are folded into boomerang shapes. I wonder who it could be. He also, uh, during this time, like we mentioned when we were talking about Mirror Master, um, the first Mirror Master, who's another rogue, listened to our episode last week to learn about Mirror Master. Um, the first Mirror Master dies, uh, and... Uh, Captain Boomerang briefly gets his hands on Mirror Master's costume and gear and starts using it to commit crimes as Mirror Master so he can still do crimes despite being in the Suicide Squad because he's not supposed to be doing crimes anymore because it's kind of part of, like, (laughs) Suicide Squad protocol. Uh, But he really wants to, so he steals Mirror Master's stuff and is like, oh, I'm the new Mirror Master, and I'm doing mirror crimes. And uh, Amanda Waller figures this out very quickly. She engineers, like, some sort of, like, scheme to, like, have the two of them in the same place. And, uh, you know, Captain Boomerang's like, "Uh uh-oh, because he is, again, not being portrayed really as, uh, like, a criminal mastermind. So he uh, gets found out and uh, gets in trouble and gets a bunch of his Suicide Squad privileges revoked because he tried to, you know, pull one over on Amanda Waller, which is uh, foolish. It's a terrible idea because she's gonna find out and she's not gonna be happy. She, there's no way she will not find out. Uh, he, so that's, uh, kind of, I think this, oh, there's a siren outside. Yeah. Is it going to pass? There sure is. They're coming to arrest Captain Boomerang for his many crimes. Uh, oh, and I got a, my phone just got a COVID alert letting me know that, uh, COVID is a serious threat. Oh. It is. Just thank you. Nothing for you specific, just in general? I mean, it was referring to my city, but it wasn't like, you know, oh, we've had like a recent uptick in COVID numbers. It was just like, COVID is a serious threat here. I was like, yes. It's a serious sure. threat everywhere, really. Yeah, when when you think about it. Anyways. So I I think his Suicide Squad appearances do kind of the most work to establish this characterization of him. I, I think that for the several decades where he was just a Flash rogue, especially like early on, I don't know that he had that much of a personality besides just boomerangs. He wasn't even Australian. I mean, he was like, he was Australian, but later on they add in like him, you know, speaking with an accent and like using Australian like, uh, idioms and stuff. Uh, and slang. Slang was the word I was looking for that I couldn't remember. Uh, But I think that having him on the Suicide Squad, he was sort of like a bit of a blank slate that they could use to have like, we should have one guy who's just kind of very annoying and racist and uh, a little bit of a joke. And it's like, well, this guy's thing is that he throws boomerangs. So that seems like it would work. He, uh, he gets shot by, uh... Deadshot uh, shoots him through the hands at one point after uh, a lot of kind of uh, double-crossing and re-double-crossing 
uh, the Suicide Squad. And when he turns back up, he has, like, cybernetic, like, prosthetic hands. But when he turns back up, it's right, it's at the point where a bunch of the rogues get, uh, sacrificed by a demon to open a portal to hell. So I don't know if he still has cybernetic hands when he comes back from hell or not. It depends. Do they keep the same bodies? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I'm not sure on the, uh, the specifics of that. Um, but that's, uh, so his somewhat notorious, uh, incompetence, I guess, uh, carries into identity crisis, which is, um, the, uh, mid-2000s crisis event. Or not, like, Final Crisis is also, like, mid-late 2000s. Uh, they just loved crises. Um, but the, uh, the main plot of Identity Crisis follows, uh, a, it's sort of a murder mystery, but a, um, a woman named, uh, Jean Loring, who is the ex-wife of, uh, Ray Palmer, the Adam, has... A, a mental breakdown tries to put like loved ones of superheroes in danger with the idea that then it will uh make the atom come back to her because he's worried about her being in danger um there's there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. In identity crisis. Uh but she ends up uh killing Sue Dibney without terrible. uh which is terrible. Uh did not mean to actually kill her. Is still pretty terrible. And then like partly to uh to like go on with this scheme and also to kind of cover her tracks uh she starts trying to make it look like there's like a a like rampaging supervillain targeting the loved ones of superheroes and she tries to frame captain boomerang for it by hiring captain boomerang to go kill tim drake's dad uh jack drake who, uh, is not a superhero, it's just a guy. But she also, she sends, anonymously sends Jack Drake a warning that's like, hey, Captain Boomerang is coming to kill you, and gives him a gun. So, the thinking being that Captain Boomerang is so famously, you know, incompetent that it will be very easy for uh Jack Drake to stop Captain Boomerang from killing him and then Captain Boomerang will be dead and everyone will be like wow I guess Captain Boomerang did all these murders but he's dead now and it'll be fine uh it's not fine obviously it's comics uh Jack uh he does uh he does kill Captain Boomerang, but Captain Boomerang also kills him in the process. Uh, they both wind up dead. Great. Very, yeah, very sad, uh, very sad for Tim Drake, uh, in a, uh, very famous and upsetting splash page that I still think about all the time where Tim finds his dad's body and he's just holding Batman and crying. It's very sad. But we're not talking about Tim Drake. We're talking about Captain Boomerang. Unfortunately. What's interesting. Unfortunately. Welcome to our another Tim Drake episode from us, your friends at Capes and Japes. We no. snuck it into the Captain Boomerang episode. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. What is interesting 
is that this very sad event is also very sad for somebody else. Because during Identity Crisis, it is established that Captain Boomerang, uh, in fact, has a son whose name is Owen Mercer. Uh, he did not, uh, did not grow up with Captain Boomerang. It's probably for the best. Probably for the best. It's unclear who his mother is, uh, when he's first introduced. It's implied that it's, uh, Captain Cold's sister, the Golden Glider, uh, and because of that, like, Captain Cold ends up feeling sort of, uh, protective of him, and invites him to join the rogues after, uh, his dad dies, um, because, like, uh, Captain Boomerang very briefly reached out to Owen before he died, and Owen was like, wow, my dad, and then he was like, oh no, my dad. (laughs) Uh. That's so terrible. I mean, also, I I don't know how you would feel if, like, hey, I'm your dad. Oh. Ah. You're kind of a dick, though. I don't... Hmm. I don't know how I feel about this. Oh no, he died! Now I know how I feel about this even less! I guess I'll be Captain Boomerang? I guess I'll be Captain Boomerang. Uh, he... So he's invited to join the rogues by Captain Cold, who feels sort of responsible for him. He, uh, is encouraged to become Captain Boomerang the second. And it's established fairly quickly that he has a kind of a complex about not knowing his dad and his dad dying before he got to know him and also, like, not really having a family of his own. So he's like, well, I don't, like, I don't necessarily, like, want to be a career criminal, but I do want to be accepted by a group of people. (laughs) And, uh... Maybe the rogues are my family now? Maybe the rogues are my family now? Um, they do all, like, support each other much more than most supervillains tend to. Uh, so maybe this is, uh, maybe this is good? Um, he, uh, there's, uh, a brief period where, um, during the whole time where the, uh, the, this is, this is some real flash-ass bullshit, alright? So everybody, hold on tight. If you don't understand all of this, it's fine. I'm not, I don't really understand it either. There's a brief period where, during the time where a bunch of the rogues were mind-controlled by the top, the guy who spun so fast, he gave himself psychic powers and then died and then came back as a psychic ghost, uh, and mind-controlled a bunch of the rogues into not doing crime anymore. So where a bunch of the mind-controlled rogues were fighting the not-mind-controlled rogues, the mind-controlled rogues dug up the old Captain Boomerang's body and... Uh, briefly brought him back to life, and, uh, he told one of them, uh, he told Ashley Zolomon, who's the daughter of Hunter Zolomon, or no, the wife of Hunter Zolomon, who's, uh, uh, one of the, (laughs) one of the reverse flashes. He told her that... Uh, oh boy, that Owen's mother is actually Melanie Thawne, 
who is uh the daughter of Thaddeus Thon, who is related to Eobard Thon, who's another reverse flash. And she's also um she's also Bart Allen's mother. So she's from the future. Um and at one at one point at one point Captain Boomerang went to the the future and um like got Melanie Thon pregnant and then somehow she gave birth to Owen and then he came to the present Okay So just I have I have to say this because it's relevant canon facts. I don't have to understand it. <laughs> Fred, well, you can you can come to this podcast expecting a certain level of understanding of certain concepts. Uh, and this is not it. <laughs> this is not, listen, fucking Flash family time travel speed force ass. Bullshit. I say this, I, I say this with every Flash thing. I say this as somebody who loves the Flashes and Flash-associated characters. I don't understand a goddamn word of it. <laughs> so just, we're just gonna put that out there and everyone can do what they want with it. Um, anyways, so Owen Mercer, <laughs> well, all of this is happening that I... Assume he is unaware of with regards to his parentage, um, ends up joining a few different teams. The uh he gets arrested because the the rogues uh butt heads with the outsiders, which is a Batman organized sort of black ops team led by Nightwing and the uh he ends up they like they have a fight there's an explosion the rogues basically abandon Owen and the outsiders help him get to safety and then arrest him cuz he's a criminal uh so while he's in jail he's very briefly on Uh, an iteration of the Suicide Squad. And then while he's in jail, he ends up in the same cell as Black Lightning, who is arrested for a crime he was framed for. And the, uh, the outsiders come to break Black Lightning out of jail. And Black Lightning is like, hey, can we take Captain Boomerang Jr. with us? He's like been pretty chill with me. And they're like, okay, fine, I guess. So then he's, uh, he's on the Outsiders for a little bit, do, like, using his, helping them with his knowledge of, uh, of crime. And it, uh, sort of, like, again, he spends most of his superhero career, uh, looking for some sense of belonging, which is objectively very sad. Uh, he tries to, like, he tries to talk to Tim about what happened with their dads, and Tim kind of understandably is like, are you trying to, like, kill me because your dad killed my dad? And he's like, no, I just thought that we could bond because our dads both killed each other and then we didn't have dads. Uh, and (laughs) that's really sad, but also, like, the, the most, like, young dude thing to do. It feels very high school. It does feel very high school. That we probably shouldn't bond over. Absolutely. It does end up, uh, it doesn't go great. They don't end up, you know, like new best friends. Um, but Tim is like tentatively willing to think that Owen is like 
okay. Not to be friends with him, but to be like, okay, he seems like an okay guy. Look, just the fact that you asked me that is very sad. So, like, I'm it's... inclined to not, um, I, I don't know, man, this is weird. Can you just, like, go back to the rogues? And I'll go back to yeah. the bat fam. And, like... <laughs> He's like, listen, that's really sad. And this is coming from me, Living Smith's song, <laughs> Tim Drake. Okay. I... What if he had just, like, all right, we gotta get you a father figure. Let's go father figure shopping. What... <laughs> What's Heatwave up uh, to? Oh god, is he maybe a dad figure? No. Alright, shit. Um God damn it. I don't think Wally would be good. Uh <laughs> Do you want the Wally's Flash got a lot of his own dad? baggage to unpack? <laughs> <laughs> um he uh he becomes uh friends with Kara, uh, Kara Zor-El, it's, like, initially, uh, sort of that he has, he's written as having, like, kind of a crush on her, and then I think later they retcon it, because they're like, no, that's weird, she's, like, way younger than him, they're just friends, uh, which is totally, definitely, like, fine with me. Uh, he also, uh, at one point, the rogues try and get him back, because they're like, ah, oh, fuck, this dude fucking fucked off and now he's hanging out with Nightwing, goddammit. Uh, so they try to get Deathstroke to kidnap him and bring him back to the rogues and they're like, if you do this, we will kidnap Rose from the Teen Titans and bring her to you. And Deathstroke's like, yeah, okay, cool. And then it doesn't work because, like, obviously Rose could beat all of the rogues very easily. Yeah. Uh... He, um, so he does, like, uh, is mostly doing stuff with the outsiders, uh, for a while. The, uh, and also, like, some Suicide Squad stuff. And then, uh, frickin' Blackest Night happens. Oh, good. Which, yeah, no, this goes really, oh, this goes really well. Um, this is gonna be, this is genuinely kind of sad, folks. Look, I love when we talk about, um, a character's daddy issues for a while, and then the phrase, and then Blackest Night happens, which you know is not gonna end well. Yeah, it doesn't end well for anybody. So Blackest Night has come up a few times on this podcast, is an event that happened in like like 2010 ish where there was uh basically there's like a new another color of the green the lantern emotional spectrum which is black and it represents death also and all of not these, an emotion not an emotion absolutely what one of the least emotion like entries on this list uh, but all of these, uh, Black Lantern rings and this, uh, Black Lantern energy, uh, brings almost everyone who has died in the DC universe back to life. And also affects a bunch of people who died and then were resurrected. Uh, but, uh, one of the people who is brought back to life is uh the original Captain Boomerang, uh Owen's father, and uh Digger Harkness, the original Captain Boomerang, in his uh his I don't know exactly what I don't know exactly what his goal is as a Black Lantern. I don't know what the Black Lanterns want. I didn't read a lot of this event because I was like, those are zombies and that's scary. <laughs> uh, but he uh tells his son that if he uh brings him enough people to kill that he can come back to life 
so, uh, in, like, in very zombie movie fashion, Owen, like, puts his, his father's zombie body in a pit, uh, and just starts sacrificing a whole ton of people to his dead dad because he thinks it'll bring him back to life. And, uh, the rogues find out about this. Um, notably Captain Cold, who has sort of had the closest relationship with him, uh, and realizes that Owen has been killing innocent people, including, like, women and children, to try and get his dad back to life because his zombie dad lied to him, uh, and, uh, fights him, shoves him into the pit with his zombie dad, and his, uh, zombie dad rips his heart out and kills him because he's a zombie and he doesn't actually, uh, care. Uh, and then frickin' the digger, Captain Boomerang 1, uh, like, escapes and goes to, like, fight the, uh, fight the rest of the, the superheroes and then at the end of the event gets, like, brought properly back to life just like not as a zombie just like as his regular self and then he's uh captain boomerang again i don't know who in comics was like let's bring this terrible dude back and sacrifice his son who is like chill but mostly confused to do it like why why do you want this man to come back i I don't know. I I assume since in the time since then he's been better or at least less racist. I really hope that by 2020 everyone's like no racism isn't really like kind of, you know, a character trait that you can use to show how annoying someone is to be around. Like we probably just shouldn't have, like, characters, like, comic relief characters being, like, casually racist. Especially when, uh, the majority of comics writers are still white men. Especially then. And it's like, are, I'm just gonna side-eye you for a second. Uh, did you just want to write some racist shit in a comic book? Hey, Is that it just kinda so seems like that. Is the that thing. Kinda seems and like it. If you don't want it to seem like that, maybe you shouldn't put that stuff in, uh, in the comic book. This is, this is just, this is a good tip for, I think, uh, everyone. If you're going to have a character of any sort, in any situation, be, uh, racist or misogynist or homophobic or transphobic or say any uh manner of awful things especially if you're not a member of the group that they are saying the awful things about it's a very good idea to just really just really think about it just really hard and be like is this actually truly necessary does this what i am doing need to be here Am I Does saying anything with it? Here? Or did I just want to write some racist stuff? Just really, just really look into your heart and consider it. Um, which, uh, I, uh, I hope that people, uh, since Captain Boomerang has come back, have looked into their hearts and considered it because I believe that uh, Harkness is still Captain Boomerang, because he was Captain Boomerang in uh, New 52, and I think he still is, and he's definitely Captain Boomerang in the Suicide Squad movie. Again, he might have died, I think I saw him in the teaser for the new one, but that doesn't really mean anything. Because it's kind of like a reboot. Um, someone let us know if he dies in Suicide Squad, I guess. Not that it really matters. Uh, 
but he does, uh, he was back in the Suicide Squad in, uh, New 52, and possibly has stayed there, because that's arguably what he's associated more with than with the rogues at this point. Uh, but, yeah, he, uh, just a real <laughs> lot, um, a lot more going on with, uh, boomerang-themed villains than one would necessarily expect, as it turns out. I think he is, if, um, the DC fandom wikia page is not lying to me, I think he's in Rebirth. He might be dead <laughs> in Rebirth, but I think he's there for a bit. <laughs> At some point, he has showed up. All right. Well... Hey, wait. Pretty... Yeah. I just read the sentence. However, his consciousness was somehow transported back in the form of a ghost within the power systems of Bell Rev that was discovered when the squad member Hack was digging through them. Hack then All proceeded right. to rematerialize Digger, making him human again to help stop the rampaging General Zod. Why are people so determined to bring this man back to life? Why do they put so much effort into it? Like, there's like there's a lot of other people you could bring back to life. I'm sorry, he turned into a ghost. Yeah. And haunted electricity and then was hacked out. I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Hack is a powerful technopath. Like, she can just take ghosts and rematerialize yeah, them, I guess. That's a famous technopath power, is getting ghosts out of the machine. <laughs> oh, you're right, we gotta take the ghost out of the machine. It's so, what else are you, what else are you gonna do when you got ghosts in there? Somebody's gotta take care of it. Yeah. Huh, holy moly. <sighs> uh I did um I did read a few comics oh. uh in this past week. Yes, I did. I uh I picked up some comics that I do need to catch up on. I um I read the issues of Nightwing where uh he gets his memory back. I did not buy them because <laughs> I don't want like the the other stuff that was happening in them was not that good, and, like, it wasn't, like, it didn't feel like the triumphant moment I hoped it would be. To me, mostly I was just like, oh, thank God, finally, but it wasn't, like, something I wanted to commemorate for all time. But I did read them in the comic book store, and I didn't feel that bad about it because I was buying a bunch of other things. Um, Fair. But, uh, so I read those. Um... I, uh, picked up a few things that I have not read yet. I did, uh, get the rest of Death Metal, which is, like, is, like, a very weird recommendation from me, because there's, like, I like Scott Snyder a lot. I like Scott Snyder's writing. I think the themes... Like, the themes and messages at the heart of, like, Scott Snyder's comic book stories are, like, things I agree with and, like, want to see. And I think, uh, the story that he is telling with Death Metal, which is, uh, about, like, uh, like, a very meta thing about kind of, like, all of DC history and, like acknowledging, like, the crises as events and talking about kind of, you know, like, the dangers of, like, focusing history into, like, you know, like, one singular event that you make everything revolve around, um, and also the dangers of, like, it's, it's about how, like, rebooting comics are bad, <laughs> um, huh. In one very real sense. Uh, and, like, also, like, it's always, like, extremely, like, 
at the heart of it, like very like shonen anime stuff about like superheroes are about hope and like believing in yourselves and like family and friendship and like all of that, which I love genuinely unironically. Um, but like the aesthetics of it are always just like, like he's having fun with it and Greg Capullo is having fun with it. And I'm really glad that they're having fun. But it's also like, oh, it's, it's, uh, this is an evil Batman who's also the Joker. And, like, this is, uh, the Joker, but he's a big dragon. And, like, this is, uh, dark side, but he's, like, extra scary and he's goth. Um, and it's, like, like, it's all, a lot of it is kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it's, like, not... Like, personally, it's not an aesthetic that I'm, like, necessarily entertained by. Um, which is, oh, there goes another siren. It's the police coming to get me for saying, I don't like Batman who laughs. Um, <laughs> and, like, Scott Snyder is much more inclined to, like, kind of, uh, horror tropes, uh, than I am to read them. But the concepts of it are still very good. And also, like, Wonder Woman is the protagonist of this, which is great, uh, objectively. All is a good choice. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a very good choice. I caught up on Death Metal, and I did read Robin King, uh, which is, like, another... It's like another evil Batman thing, but it's like this time he kills his parents when he's a child and then he's an evil child. <laughs> um, and also uh, Speed Metal, which is the Wally focused sort of spin-off one shot, which um, I love to see Wally. I don't love what's going on with Wally. Like, I know that it's like, oh, it's like really important now. He's like at like the heart of like the multiverse or whatever. It's like, I don't want him to be at the heart of the multiverse. I want him to be in comics, hanging out with his best friend, Dick Grayson. <laughs> like, I want to see his interpersonal relationships with other people and his friends, not I... the Speed Force. God, um, it's, it's a very, it's a very challenging time for me. It's been a very challenging time these, uh, past few years as a very big fan of both Dick Grayson and Wally West, but somehow I have persevered. God. Um, but yeah, uh, so comics continue to be comics. <laughs> That's how we should end every episode. <laughs> comics have not yet stopped being comics. Um, did you have anything, anything else? Uh, I did not read any comics. I'm probably not going to read any comics this week because I'm gonna try to make a, a pair of pants, uh, before Halloween. Uh. Nice. Yeah, um, I got a, a historical pattern for, uh, Regency... <laughs> era trousers and holy shit i'm looking forward to making them and wearing them uh if you've seen me on social media or in discord at all i did fully make a cloak am i planning on wearing these regency trousers with that cloak yes um that is extremely good I'm glad you think so, because I'm kind of looking at it, and I'm like, why did I do this? But I don't have any good pants. I'm I'm very excited to see the pants. I'm very excited um, to make the pants. I hope I can figure out how they work. Um, I'm sure- hey, you guys will probably see some updates about these great pants if you join our Discord server. Um, oh, you can, hold on. Uh, Before you move oh, yes. on. Uh, yes. I might have sounded quiet in the very beginning of this episode because my friend Tanya, um, said a thing in a Discord server that, uh, Oscar Isaac might be playing Moon Knight 
on a Disney Plus <gasps> oh, show? Yes. That's right. I saw that right before we started, and I was going to bring it up, but I forgot. Yeah, Oscar Isaac, I think, officially now is uh, Moon Knight. Is it official now? I was seeing it from I was seeing it from a few different places in a way that seemed to be like hashtag confirmed, but also given that Tatiana Maslany is saying she's not officially She-Hulk, despite it being like pretty officially released that she is She-Hulk, I don't know who to believe anymore. Um I mean, all I've seen was like tapped in talks for etc. So it, mm-hmm. I feel like it could still fall through, but I kind of hope that Oscar Isaac gets to be Moon Knight. That could be fun. I think I think it would be fun. I mean, I, obviously, I'll watch Oscar Isaac do just about anything, but I think that would be very fun. Okay, you can continue with the outro. That was all. I, oh, thank you. Uh, yes, if you want to see... Oh my god, there's a car in the street who's taillights are just going berserk okay um we uh you can join our discord server if you want to see updates about uh pants and oscar isaac and uh all kinds of other comics relevant and non-comics relevant things um you can follow us online on twitter tumblr facebook and instagram uh see when we post new episodes uh, especially follow us on Twitter, where we uh, share a lot more uh, fun comic stuff, and also generally important and relevant stuff. Uh, we have a Patreon, if you want to support us on there. We're going to be recording our October bonus episode right after this. So, wow, great time to join the Patreon and hear us uh, talk about things. And also get more stuff if you if you want that. Um, Patreon. Um, yes. So this is uh, this is our last episode before Halloween. I'm sure most people probably aren't doing very much for Halloween. Um, but you know, whatever you're doing, just uh, stay safe. Have you know a fun spooky time. If you dress up, send us your pictures. Please do send us your pictures. We do want to see them. It doesn't even have to be comics related. No, you, we will be happy to see whatever you do. It'll be very exciting. Um, this is also, um, when this episode comes out, it will be, uh, one week until election day here in the U.S. Uh, so if you are in the U.S. and you are eligible to vote and you have not voted yet, uh, this is a great time to uh, make a plan to do that. Uh, And go vote. And if, you know, you can, if you've already voted, try and encourage other people to vote. Um, But not in, like, a shamey way, because that tends to backfire. No, don't shame people into voting but you know if uh talk to your friends and family about it um if you're able to do like phone or text banking if that's important to you um you should try that i've been doing some of that um and it's pretty stressful but it does make me less anxious to channel my energy into something so you know we're all we're all doing what we can in 2020 Um, but we do, most importantly, we do encourage you, uh, to vote. And, uh, yeah. And we, uh, did we cover everything? Oh, uh, tell your friends about the show or leave a rating and review, um, and all that stuff. It feels pretty silly after we were just like, (laughs) the future of our country is at stake, but. The future of the podcast is at stake. Not really. <gasps> it's just um, nice and it helps expand it's not, people. It's who nice and to it us. helps. So, yeah, put, put it on your to do list, but much lower than, you know, voting and like taking care of yourself and all of that. Um, but we do thank you for joining us 
uh, to listen to Capes and Japes in this just wild, wild time. Uh, I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And, as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. Oh.